0: The Commanders limp into Chicago for Thursday night football, and Ron says, my bad, I'm sorry. That's next on the Locked On Commanders podcast.
1: You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, Commanders fans, welcome one and all to the Locked On Commanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, Odyssey, and the new WUSA 9 Plus app. Your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C. has a new streaming app. That's a game changer for local news and sports. All throughout the DMV, download the WUSA 9 Plus app from your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick. No matter how you're joining us, we thank you for making us your first listen and your first view of the day. My co-host, David Harrison, is off for the next two editions of LOC. He'll return from Soldier Field late Thursday night into Friday for the Friday episode, post-game episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. David, traveling for the Commanders and the Bears. Check him out, SI.com's Fan Nation and Commander Country. Meanwhile, I'm Chris Russell. One half of the Russell and Medhurst show with Pete Medhurst, which you can find Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time or anytime on demand and free on the Odyssey app along with this show. When we're not here, there, or somewhere else, we're on Twitter. David at DHarrison82, me at Russellmania621, and the show at Lo Commanders. All right, let's get to it, guys. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com locked on. That's BetterHelp.com slash locked on. All right, so on Tuesday, Ron Rivera met with the media And he apologized for his quarterback answers and explanation about Carson Wentz on Monday. In case you missed the whole controversy, of course, we covered it uh, in basically real time right after Rivera spoke on Monday afternoon at the team facility Uh, on our last episode. Please go back and check that uh, for a rewind on that. So you basically have an idea of what our initial spin was with some time to think about it uh, and some time to kind of wonder about things. Um, here's what I'll say. Ron apologized on Monday, uh, or Tuesday, I guess, uh, about what he said on Monday. He said, basically, "Is mea culpa. It caused a bit of the distraction, but he said his comments were misconstrued. He wanted everybody to be very clear about being misconstrued. And here's the problem with that. He had many opportunities to exactly clear up what he meant and he kind of did but he didn't really he kind of did by saying no guys 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 uh which is a ron rivera thing by the way uh, in case you don't know he said look teams like the other three teams in the division have built around their quarterbacks that's what i meant essentially well, the problem is again as it was pointed out And multiple questions were asked subsequent to his very terse answer of quarterback, which he answered. Nobody forced him to. Nobody asked him. Nobody was expecting that answer, quite honestly basically he never really explained he just said no those teams are in better position because they were able to build around their quarterback to which it was pointed out wait a second Cooper Rush has played the last four games for the Cowboys and the Cowboys are 4-0 and and Daniel Jones nobody exactly looks at him as a franchise quarterback even Brian Dable and Joe Shane don't look at him as a franchise quarterback because well they didn't give him the fifth year option right it's a Free agency year. It's a walk year for Daniel Jones. And so far, off to a four and one start and playing pretty reasonable. So it's good that Ron took responsibility uh, for his somewhat, if not completely, reckless comments. But let's again be perfectly clear. Just because you say, I'm sorry, i.e., Dan Snyder division, doesn't mean it goes away. Doesn't mean the hurt, doesn't mean the sting, doesn't mean the impact just goes away, right? I mean, a lot of us can say sorry for whatever, but sorry doesn't always cut it. It's, it's a positive step. It's what you have to do, but it doesn't always mean it just poof goes away. And again, there's no impact, right? I think he kind of did, you know, sort of a less than inspiring job. If I'm being honest again, he, he said it starts with him. It but he still hasn't really taken a whole lot of responsibility for the mess that is the football operation year three, one and four, not going in the right direction. No good feelings, no good karma, no nothing, eh, you know? So he sort of apologized. Well, he he did apologize and he did say mea culpa, whatever. I, I talked to the team. I talked to Carson. Uh, it's all good. We're good. I, again. I think he said what he said on Monday wrong, clearly about the other teams, about the situation. He did not think about that answer, uh, but I think he essentially was right when he said the difference between the commanders at one and four, again, he didn't say it exactly like this, but and every other team is the play of the quarterback. That's what he meant. I think that's what he meant. And. I've tried to be consistent in this. I think Ron is frustrated, very frustrated, with Carson Wentz, as he should be. We're going to have some numbers coming up for you on Carson Wentz as to part of the reason why he's frustrated with Carson Wentz. And I think Ron would have been way better off if he said, would have said, look, guys, the reason for the 1-4 and four start, the reason why those other teams, we're not doing good enough as an organization, as a franchise. Me, starts with me. Buck starts with me. He, Now he could have said, listen, we also made a big deal for the quarterback. We need Carson to play at a higher level. We need him to step up. We need him to perform. Others need to as well, but we need the quarterback. That's what he's paid the money for. That's why he was brought in here. He didn't say any of that. He didn't say any of that. See, here's the thing. Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones might not be better in terms of talent than Carson Wentz. As a matter of fact, I know they're not. But they are playing, and they are leading their individual teams better. That's something nobody wants to accept. And here's another point about Ron. right? If he's so much of the belief that you build around a quarterback and that's why those teams were successful, then why did it take Ron until year three to get a quarterback that he supposedly loves? that he supposedly really likes. That was QB1. That was unquestioned. That was the unquestioned starter. No competition, no nothing. After pre- The message always changes. The message is always confusing. Ron spent his first two years talking about competition, competition and, competition, and as soon as they pulled the trigger on the Carson Wentz deal, he was QB1. There was no competition. He was the starter, unquestioned. And Taylor Heineke, <laughs> okay? If you want to build around a quarterback, fine. Draft Tua Viola, Draft Justin Herbert in 2020 instead of Chase Young. If you want to draft, build around a quarterback, move up for Justin Fields, Mac Jones, whoever it might be in 2011, quite honestly. I mean, and you could have done other things in this draft, but again, you spent all offseason saying, no, year three, we're built to win. We're going to add the quarterback. The message changes all the time. It's just like almost like whatever Ron feels like saying. And a lot of people hook, line, and sinker believe him. The problem is, is this ain't Charlotte. Uh, And not a lot of people believe him right now. And a lot of people are very, 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 very frustrated uh, with Ron, even though he's a good man. Uh, And I have no doubt that he's noble and has character. The problem is, you know, it's like a politician. The, the message changes, and, and when you get caught on it, that can be uh an issue that certainly gets exposed. So that's the situation there. When we return, Charles Leno said something very interesting about the commander's offense, which is absolutely right. Upon his return to his former team and city, Chicago. As well, we'll give you the injury report as we have it heading into Thursday night football. But first. A word from our sponsor, and that is BetterHelp. So I struggle with feeling worn down and the ability to do everything that's expected of me, right? A lot of pressure. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with challenge or multiple challenges in life, right? Whether it be work-related, whether it be traffic, whether it be family-related, health-related, whatever the case might be. But when you learn how to find your own solutions to problems, there's no better feeling, right? Sometimes you might need a little bit of help. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. And that's why I'm in the beginning stages of getting that professional help. And if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. You don't have to go anywhere, guys. Get matched up with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash locked on. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Good to have you with us. Thanks for making LOC, again, your first view and a watch of the day. Make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend. I can guarantee you the Bears and the Commanders won't be. Of course, it's on Thursday night and not over the weekend. Including Sunday and Monday night football plus betting advice from the field's leading expert. You just heard from them. Bet online. Follow NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked on NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever. You get your podcast. So before we go to Charles Leno, let's get you the injury report uh, as we have it. And as I record this on Tuesday evening, and there'll be a final injury report coming out on Wednesday. Check out LO Commanders for all of that. And some designations probably will become official uh, from at least the Commanders. Percy Butler, Sam Cosme, Jahan Dotson, Logan Thomas, and Jonathan Williams all did not practice on Tuesday. Out of that group, Logan Thomas was estimated as limited on Monday. So for whatever that means, that was only if they would have practiced. They did not. Deami Brown, Christian Holmes, William Jackson Third, David Mayo, and oh yeah, Carson Wentz were all limited on Monday and Tuesday, with the exception of William Jackson Third, who have course was benched on Sunday said it was because of back issues but was listed as a potential full participant on Monday again as an estimation but then he was back down to limited on Tuesday kind of weird right kind of strange doesn't make sense Doesn't make sense, but that's the injury situation. We'll keep an eye on Carson Wentz. If he gets dumped on the shoulder, on his throwing shoulder, or if he's struggling, Uh, maybe that could be a huge, huge storyline, both locally and nationally on Thursday night and Friday morning. Now the bears did a walkthrough on both days, Monday and Tuesday, Washington again, practiced uh, on Tuesday. The bears uh, activated earlier in the week, Former first-round receiver Enkel Heary, who they traded for from New England over the offseason. Jalen Johnson's a key defensive back. He practiced with a full designation. Again, they only did walkthroughs and is expected to return after missing the last two games. All right, let's get to something Charles Leno said. Uh, Charles Leno was let go by the Chicago Bears before. The 2021 season, actually during free agency and Leno signed with Washington uh, on then like a one year, four million dollar deal. He said of Washington's offense on Tuesday, quote, too many times. It's two steps forward and five steps back. We can't have that in our offense. And what end quote and what Leno is talking about is the penalties, the sacks, the mistakes. Uh, the missteps, the missteps, everything. He's 1,000% correct. It's everything we've all been talking about. This offense is not good enough and consistent enough to overcome shooting itself in the foot time and time and time again. Let me give you a couple of notes on Carson Wentz. You may already know this, but just in case you don't and you're not thinking about it, Carson Wentz is one interception away from tying, guys, his entire season mark of last year at 7 That's right, he's already got six this year through five games. You know how long it took him to get the seven? 17 games last year. That's right, played 17 games for the Colts, seven interceptions. He did lose five fumbles last year, so he had 12 turnovers, but he's already got six interceptions through five games, and of course what happened at the very end last week. So again, he's one interception, one interception Thursday night away from tying his season mark of last year. Along with that, he's been sacked 20 times, three intentional grounding. He's fumbled six times, seven unofficially because he was charged with one initially, but then they took it away, uh, and he's lost one fumble. He has 72 fumbles in his career with 29 lost fumbles in 90 career games. 72 fumbles in his career, 90 career games. That's not one per game. It's not that far away from one per game. And that's where the buck stops. And that's what I think Ron meant. And Ron said it wrong and made it worse and didn't take enough accountability on Monday, did on Tuesday. And Carson Wentz says, everything's fine. And coach is great. And coach was very clear and blah, 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 blah. We'll see what happens out of this. Uh, particular situation. Bottom line, Ron Rivera needs to coach better, manage better, and Carson Wentz needs to play better, and so does everybody. Now, a look at the Chicago Bears. They're coming off of a loss to the Minnesota Vikings. They're 2-3. and They've lost two uh, in a row, but they were at least spunky uh, on Sunday against the Vikings. Now, they were down early and down significantly early Justin Fields only has 49 pass completions in five games, guys. That's an average of less than 10 a game. Isn't that good? Three touchdowns, four interceptions. He's been sacked 18 times, right? So Carson Wentz has been sacked, uh, what, uh, 20 times. Justin Fields has been sacked 18 times. One fumble lost. He's got a 73.1 quarterback rating. But he does have 194 yards rushing and a score. We know his athleticism. We know he can break you down. Washington did a pretty good job. Um, All things considered, the last time they faced a very mobile quarterback, and that was, uh, you know, uh, of course, against Philadelphia, right? Um, But the Chicago Bears, while they don't have a lot of household talent, while they lost Allen Robinson in free agency, and uh, Cole Komet is, uh, I think, banged up, they do have now David Montgomery back and he came back in the last game against Minnesota and he had a touchdown run from, I think it was eight or nine yards out right up the gut uh, and also had a screen left in that game for a nice game. And that is one area that I worry about a little bit while the emphasis will be on stopping the run controlling fields, keeping them in the pocket, will Washington get burnt on the screen game, kind of like they did against Tennessee? Remember the back-to-back plays that ultimately led directly to a touchdown, Derrick Henry for plus 24, the play that John Bostic kind of got trucked in open field on, and then the very next play to uh, Derrick Henry's backup uh, that went, I think, 13 or 14 yards uh, for the score. Those were both running back screens, right? Montgomery is very capable. And so is Khalil Herbert, his backup, and the guy who carried the water, if you will, while Montgomery was out. Now, Dante Pettis is an interesting guy because he's never fulfilled his potential, but he's got potential to get open. He had one pure drop, one easy drop. It happens, I know, but one pure drop. And then a really kind of, acrobatic throw attempt, whatever, he couldn't come up with it. Now on the game broadcast, they called it a drop. It's not a drop. It's not a drop, but you know, like a great receiver finds a way maybe to come up with it. It's not a pure drop. It wasn't even an easy drop. It wasn't even a semi-drop, in my opinion, but maybe a great receiver comes up with it. Dante Pettis is not that, but he has the ability to get open. Darnell Moody with an unbelievable, unbelievable circus catch against the Vikings. It was a terrible throw, again, from Fields. That was one thing that I saw too many circus attempts from Justin Fields and putting his wide receivers, at least on Sunday, in bad position. And maybe that's why he doesn't throw a whole lot, right? Besides other problems and not having weapons, it's because he's not very accurate. And he's like 55% in terms of completion percentage. Um, Equinomius St. Brown. Remember in week two – when the Detroit Lions unleashed, and they had already unleashed him, Amon Ra St. Brown, and he absolutely torched the Washington Commander's defense. Well, his brother plays for the Chicago Bears. Just something to keep an eye on. Coming up, guys, we wrap up the show with after further review and a couple of news and note items before we get on out of here. But first, we tell you about our friends, at Bet Online. That's right. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting info this season. Uh, as we speak, the line now back at even. Like, no, the Bears are not favored right now, again, as we speak. Uh, and the over under continues to drift downward from opening at 40 all the way down to 37 as of Tuesday evening for the Bears and the Commanders. Find out all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and more at Bet Online. They remain your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport out there, including the baseball playoffs. Hockey is now officially underway, NBA is coming, finishing up the preseason, and much more. Head to Bet online.net or use your mobile device to learn more at bet online
1: where the game starts is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, wrapping up the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Uh, Again, thanks for being with us. David Harrison will return on Thursday night and a Friday morning for the Friday episode from Soldier Field in Chicago with the Commanders and the Bears. Uh, go against each other on Thursday Night Football. So we started a feature called After Further Review on uh, last week's edition. And it's designed basically to take a little bit of a deeper look into an interesting situation, a coaching decision, a sequence, some sort of something, right? And there was plenty of places I could go. But One area I know David and I did not hit on in either of our first two episodes of the week, and certainly the post-game episode, was what happened at the end of the first half. The Commanders could have had more time, could have had an opportunity to score, chose not to, at the end of the first half, and as a matter of fact, got scored on. But if you go back and you kind of look at what happened after the two-minute warning, the Tennessee Titans are at the end of a long drive or towards the end of a long drive, right? And they have all their timeouts, and Washington doesn't use any of their timeouts either to give their defense, which may have been gassed, a break, uh, or to save time on the clock. So what happens is at 1 minute and 32 seconds, Derrick Henry runs inside the Washington 10 for an 8-yard gain. That's where Tennessee uses their first timeout their first timeout Washington has not used a timeout at this point, but again, that play started at one and now after using the first timeout, which they do all the way at 59 seconds. So 30 plus seconds drift off the clock before Tennessee uses. I thought Mike Rabel did a bad job in that regard. Then Tennessee has first and goal from the Washington nine. And again, they run Derrick Henry for a two yard gain to the Washington seven, which then, Ron Rivera uses his first timeout, stopping the clock five seconds after that play started, 59 seconds to 54 seconds. That's when he uses his first timeout. Now, if he would have used the timeouts earlier, even before the play sequence that we're giving you, he wouldn't have had any timeouts, or maybe he would have had one, but instead he had all three, right? Good thing, right? But now there's only 54 seconds left. On the clock because they didn't take a timeout to either give their defense a rest or to take a timeout under the two minute warning in like the minute plus category to save some time. So they use timeout number one to stop the clock and you're thinking, well, of course they want the ball back, right? Uh, But they still have to play defense. So Tennessee comes out, 54 seconds left. Second and seven, they run a flat route to the left side. Derrick Henry gets tackled by Jamin Davis right before the goal line. Inbounds, so the clock's still running, and they're short. And Tennessee, again, wastes 34 seconds off the clock before they call timeout number two. Again, both teams did not handle this well in any way, shape, or form, because that play did not take 36 seconds. I can tell you that. So Tennessee uses timeout number two at 20 seconds, but there was no timeout from Ron. There was no timeout from the commanders to try and again, save time, maybe give your defense a rest at the end of what would turn out to be a 15 play drive and really more because a couple of penalties knocked out um, a couple of plays that were actually run. But Tennessee uses timeout number two at 20 seconds left. And then on third and goal from the one with 20 seconds left, Derrick Henry scores a touchdown. And of course the clock stops. It's a 15 play 81 yard drive, six minutes and 57 seconds. And the Titans lead 14 to 10. But now at that point, after the kickoff, what do you have? The kickoff, you get all the way out to the Washington 34. Williams did a good job, right? Washington's been so terrible. I think that's the play he actually got hurt on uh, in terms of his knee. But then you have 10 seconds left. Instead of having at least 30 seconds, 45 seconds, 50 seconds, a minute, whatever it might be, Ron Rivera and the commander's had 10 seconds. They took a knee. They said we wanted to regroup after the long – We had the ball coming out in the first half in the second half. All right, that's fine. But double up, take a chance. Look at what Kansas City did at the end of the first half of the Monday night game. They got in position with less than a minute, kicked a field goal, and what do you know? It was basically the winning margin. Commanders didn't even try to do that. And again, it seems like there's mixed messages. It seems like there's confusion. It seems like they're not on the same page. It seems like there's not a clear plan of let's get the offense back the ball. And maybe it's because Ron doesn't trust Carson Wentz and his offensive line to not make mistakes, not make killer mistakes. And I think that's what it is. I think it's confusion, and I think it's harder than it seems. But I also think there's so many mixed messages and so many kind of confusing non non decisions and decisions and when to challenge and clock management, and what have you, that it's really irking the fan base and it's really mystifying when you slow it down and kind of think about it live in the moment. I didn't really think about it, but I'm busy uh, during the game. I'm doing updates for CBS sports radio. I can't see everything. So it takes me some time to kind of listen and process to everybody and everything. And also to go back and watch it myself. And it was clear that Washington as usual botched a clock management situation, kind of like they did at the end of the game, like they did at the end of the first half against dallas all right a couple other quick notes from our buddy eric flack at w usa 9 tv our tegna partner in washington dc the commanders were outgamed in viewers by 4 000 well they achieved that number but eh, it is what it is on sunday by the cowboys and rams game in the dc tv market however they did beat out in the dc tv market the ravens bengals sunday night game Uh, We'll have some ratings news at some point about the commanders. I think they ranked 17th overall uh, in terms of local ratings uh, is a number I saw from Sports Business Journal, I believe, uh, on Tuesday. And also one last one, Matt Rule being fired on Monday as head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Listen, I know this is the Locked on Commanders podcast, but if you don't think that there's some irony here or some similarities – Matt rule was fired two and a quarter years into his tenure in Carolina. They were one and four. Now the difference between Ron and Matt rule is rule finished at 11 and 27 Ron, Whatever you want to say does have three more wins, 14 wins and 24 losses, right? They lost nine in his first year, 10 for 19 in his second year. And so far, uh, four. So actually it's, I'm sorry, it's, uh, uh, four, fifteen 15 and 23. I miscounted 15 and 23. So Ron four games fully better than what Matt rule was at Carolina. And if that's, ultimately the difference, then that's ultimately the difference. Just wanted to point that out uh, for you as well. We want to thank you again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. Come on back for the next episode. Lauren Cox and I will do crossover Thursday as we get you set for Thursday night football between the Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders. Now make your second listen and view the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. If you want to Hop in on the voicemail line, 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. Or Commanders at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us today, Commanders fans. Thanks again for joining us. We are free and available on all platforms, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For my partner, David Harrison, who's covering the Washington Commanders for Commander Country and SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, one-half of the Russell and Ned Hurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We'll be back. David. With a show from Soldier Field, me, crossover Thursday with Lauren from Locked on Bears. Lots of content for you right here on the Locked on Commanders podcast.